Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hello, nerds, and welcome to a special, mostly Google edition of the Engadget podcast. I am your habitually overdressed host, Terrence O'Brien. Joining me this week, to my right, uh, editor in charge of promoting his other but excellent podcast on this one, uh, Devendra Hardwar. Hello, and it goes both ways, Terrence. I appreciate yeah. that, uh, plugging us over there. Uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll give you a chance to plug that one later again. Perfect. Um, and to my left, uh, bagel queen, Dana <laughs> Woolman. Good morning. That is a nice handkerchief you're wearing. Thank you. It, it, it's called a pocket square when you wear it like this. <laughs> no, it's a handkerchief. <laughs> if you blow your nose in it, it's a handkerchief, Dana. If you it's a wear floral it, handkerchief. <laughs> a floral handkerchief? Yes. I don't, I don't even know if people can see this on the camera, and if you're listening, you can't see it, so it doesn't really matter. But he's wearing a handkerchief. But I, I Just am, take my okay. word for it. <laughs> so how's everybody doing this morning? Uh, tired. tired. Lots of reviews this week. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. You you had a bunch pretty much back to back, and we're going to talk about. And I'm the one monster who assigned this. Yeah, this is I, I all feel your a fault. Bad about that. Yes, we're going to talk okay. about one of those reviews later, okay. which is why this is a mostly Google edition. We we do need to take a break in the middle to talk PlayStation VR, uh, but the big news this week was Google. Tuesday was all Google all day. There pretty much was no other news except for a little snafu with Yahoo, which maybe we'll talk about next week. Um, <laughs> Well, let's keep it focused on Google for now. Uh, They had their big event on Tuesday. They announced some phones. They announced some weird virtual assistant things. They announced a whole bunch of stuff. Um, But I want to kick off this episode, as we do every week, with Flame Wars. You guys know how this works. You get 20 seconds to make your opening statement. I'll allow for a brief rebuttal. And then I will decide who wins and who loses based on the strength of their argument. As always, I will make the, uh, the, the quick addendum that this is purely an intellectual exercise. This is not representative necessarily of people's beliefs. Uh, but nonetheless, it's really fun to have you guys yell at each other, and I enjoy hitting a little buzzer and making It's noise. just like being in the comments section. Yeah. It's great. Hence the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start off with the Google Assistant, which is Google's new uh, AI thing that they're Helper baking thing. in the phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, it's fancy updated Google Now. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question is, is this really a whole new product? And did they even need to change the name? Dana, let's start with you. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a wholly new product. Google Now already offered services that were personalized to people. It just has a more human name, except Google Assistant really isn't a human name. It just has a human voice <laughs> to go with it. That is under time. Yes. Uh, Devendra, your rebuttal? It actually makes a lot of sense to kill it. Uh, now was great, but it was a very confusing brand. Just saying Google Now sounds like you're trying to start a sentence rather than talking about a product. And it didn't have much brand recognition. So if Google wants to really compete against Siri, has to start fresh. All right. I, I have a question for you, Dana, which is you're, you, you say that it has this human voice, but didn't Now have that human voice too? Is, is there anything else they're doing that's making it more, giving it more personality? Or is it just a new name? 
it seems mostly like a new name. I mean, it's it's artificial it's intelligence, well. yeah. and the the it's, this intelligence is getting more, um, for lack of a better word, intelligent. <laughs> um, but again, it does feel like an evolution of an existing product, and I wouldn't say that uh, the humanness of it is one of the things. That, that's not how it's evolving. It hasn't gotten more human. It's just getting well. It's smarter. it's how Google engineers think of humanity, right? Like, wh- what is a human <laughs> phrase for a virtual assistant? Uh, assistant. That's, that's yeah. We don't need names. We just need signifiers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not the most creative name <laughs> at all. Um, and it, I've I've said this on previous podcasts, but editing stories that says that includes the phrase the Google Assistant, yeah, yeah, is hard for me because it looks so awkward on paper, but it's technically the correct name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I hear what you're saying, Devendra, about writing and saying Google Now is terrible, and also nobody knows what that is. Is the thing other than geeks? I mean, if you yeah. if you you're an Android user, you there's a good chance you know. I I don't even know in the Android interface. You don't see the name Google now. That's right? true. It's just a thing as part of like the Google experience. So yeah. in a way, retiring Google now did at least people like us a favor in that we don't have to write Google now. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're talking about them adding a feature to Google Now, and you know you have to say Google Now now does yep. this, which is literally the worst sentence ever written by man. I've had to kill that sentence many, many times. Yeah, but is Google Assistant any better of a name? <laughs> I mean, are we are we just arguing the name here? Or are we arguing like functionality? Because I think functionality wise, it is it is the natural evolution, right? It is bringing all of Now's features, like pulling in data from your email, but also going a step forward, kind of looking into your schedule and kind of trying to think about what you need, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with you on this one, Devendra, although <laughs> I don't know that Assistant is any better of a name. It's, it's not nope, Google. It's not. it's not a good name. It's not going to have any better brand recognition, probably. Well, now either. you're going to be talking to it a lot more, right? Ideally, in a Google world. I right? would have respected yeah. an Assistant named Sergey or Larry, <laughs> you know? That would have been pretty good. That would have been great. There aren't even any male named yeah. assistants, so why not Larry? Is it too late to do that? Can Can Google just go and change? They can that do now? whatever they want, guys. Google. Okay, Larry. Yeah. yeah. I. Yeah. Are you going to be able to program it to respond to whatever you want? I mean, I I assume we'll have a lot of different ways. If to, you can program the vocal yeah. cues, I'm 100% making it <laughs> respond to "Okay, Larry." Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Terry. <laughs> um. Moving on to the next topic, Google Nexus is dead. We now have the Pixel instead. This is another one where... Uh, I thought you were going to keep rhyming. No, I'm... Uh, Come on. If I, I, Come I on. didn't even realize I, I was rhyming. I did that purely on accident. Okay. It's because I'm a poet at heart. <laughs> it's just built into me. Uh, but this is another brand that um, Google has had for a while now, and it killed it off. And... I, I'm not entirely sure whether or not it needed to die necessarily. Mm-hmm. Now, before we, we get into this, are we talking about the name or the whole Nexus program, the, the effort to collaborate with outside hardware maker, makers? For, for the purposes of this exercise, I'm going to say purely the brand name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether or not um, you know they stopped collaborating with the likes of Motorola or LG, is there a purpose to killing off the Nexus brand and replacing it with Pixel. Uh, we started with you last time, Dana. Let's start with Devinger this time. Okay. Uh, I actually think it does make a lot of sense to change things up um, just because... Oh, wait, wait, no. 
Let's just reboot. Uh, <laughs> let's reboot because I'm looking at our positions here. Um, yes, there there is yeah. a master document with people's assigned. Positions I'm like I'm on like this. what's going on here? But trying to did need to die. Okay. Okay, we, we, we caught up. We know where we are. I think so. I'm just trying to figure out how to phrase this. So my yeah. master plan was I had Devendra work on two reviews. Well, <laughs> I got access to the document first and got called dibs. Yeah. You got to claim the yeah, David did. Yeah. All right, Devendra, okay. 20 seconds starts now. Um, yeah, I don't think the brand needed to die uh, just because... Uh, the you know the Nexus program was fundamentally different from the Pixel program. Nexus was about Google helping other companies try to build good phones. Pixel is about Google's premium brands, and we already have a couple Pixel devices, so nice to have that divide there. As always, you come in under your twenty seconds, making it so that I can't hit my buzzer and have fun. <laughs> Dana, your rebuttal. If we're just talking about what the Pixel phone is, we now know it should have been called. I think Pixel makes sense because it was made by Google itself, and there's an emphasis on premiumness, uh, whether it's the design itself or the camera quality. And so far, the Pixel brand has represented just that. Not value for the money the way Nexus does, but premiumness, <laughs> quality. Thank you for quality. letting me use my buzzer, although yeah. you, you paused when you saw me reach for it. Quote, unquote, quality, yeah. but okay. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess here's the thing is, does Pixel represent quality? It represents expensive shit. That's really I don't know if all. it represents expensive shit, but it <laughs> represents... In the non-pejorative way. Slightly like, over... I mean, he's, he's baiting me because he knows I really like the Chromebook Pixel. I mean, Both so do them. I. I love it. Mm, okay. I love the, Pixel, the Chromebook Pixel a lot. I mean, I don't necessarily love the Pixel. I C. love Chromebooks because they're cheap and easy, you know, and easy to, like, replace a... a $1,200 Chromebook doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. The latest Pixel Chromebook was better hardware than most yes. PC makers have made recently. Mm -hmm. um, I just would prefer a more versatile OS. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, you like hardware. to run actual applications, Dana. <laughs> they, they got the hardware down for sure. <laughs> and I'd argue from a hardware perspective, it's better than even some Mac laptops. Sure. I mean, it's an incredibly well crafted. But still kind of heavy and clunky, too. Like, I, I reviewed the Pixel C, which is their, like, spin on a convertible. And that thing is just kind of like a trash fire. Yeah. At least, like, hardware-wise, there's some good ideas, but the keyboard isn't quite good. Like, Pixel has always been, for Google, this really expensive, like, oh, uh, aspirational product. Like, they can make No corners cut. Apple. Yeah. Right. And we've, to be clear, we've yeah. given strong reviews to many Nexus-branded phones, but the subtext or the text of a lot of those reviews was... Um, it's a good value for the money. It's a good phone for the mm -hmm. price or what it is. Um, we never really said about these Nexus phones that they were the pinnacle of Android hardware. You well, know, I mean, uh, I don't know that that's yeah. true. The Nexus 6P and the 5X, like even our reviews, I believe, were all about like, oh, this is premium Android. Yeah, I mean, the 5X. Even though the 5X cheaper. was about the, the value. Yeah. The yeah. 6P, yeah. we liked it. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we've previously called uh, at least a handful of Nexus phones the best Android phone on the market at the time. Maybe not in terms of hardware, but in terms of, I guess, overall experience, which goes to show the, like, crappy the experience nature is key. of Android yeah. right now. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's sort of the fundamental question for me, though, is, mm -hmm. you know, you're saying that Pixel represents high-end quality whatever, um, and whether or not the products under the Pixel line live up to that mm -hmm. is debatable but also besides the point because at the end of the day most people don't know what pixel is sure like that if you're talking about like a nerd thing even more so i'd say than google now pixel is like a thing that only nerds know about really yep 
Um, whereas Nexus is, you know, a relatively well-known brand at this point. Maybe not popular in the yeah. in the same realm of like the Galaxy S7 or something, but you know, I have several friends who are not super tech savvy and went out and bought Nexuses not because I told them to, mm-hmm. but because they hated the Samsung software experience yeah, yeah. and they wanted that pure Android experience. They didn't want to buy an iPhone, so they went out and bought that. Mm-hmm. And so there are people who, who who know that's what you're getting if you buy a Nexus, mm-hmm. and I don't know if those people are going to know that's what you're getting when you buy a Pixel. Sure, sure. I mean, it's it's all up to the marketing, but I, the reason I'm arguing that it makes sense to keep both alive is the Nexus was all about Google working with partners. The Pixel's about Google doing its own thing, even though it's still built by HTC. So it's just very different. They're going more iPhone here, which is weird. It, they are. Um, I'm going to give this one to Devendra again, Dana. I'm well, sorry. Well, your face is disgusting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not even that a floral is, handkerchief that's the, can uh, save it. That's the trend of the podcast, by the yeah. way. It's just, it's just to like hammer your me face. for my terrible, terrible face. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess without Sherlyn here, somebody needed to do it, right? <laughs> we need a soundboard for that. Your face. Your yes. face. We will. We got we to gotta get a soundboard. It's really, it's really something that's lacking. Mm-hmm. Um. So our last our last question for for Flame Wars is a pretty easy one. Dana, are you going to buy a Google Home? That's not the question we have here. <laughs> is it creepy or is it useful? It's useful. And here's the thing is Google Home does not buy itself and install itself in your home. If you've chosen to put in your home, that means you already are comfortable with um, Google owning uh, have it not owning, but um, being in <laughs> possession of that much data about yourself. You could say owning. It's probably true. <laughs> Yeah. Devendra? Uh, I, I think it is fundamentally creepy. Yeah, it is your choice, but uh, it's also all about Google like collecting all your data across this home device on your phone, uh, probably what you're doing in the Chrome browser too. It is this whole unification of your personal profile is kind of disturbing. Um, so I have a question for you, Dana, about this, because I think there, there, there's one interesting little detail that kind of got buried in the announcement of the Google Home, which is that there is a specific mic mute button on the device, which kind of suggests that it's constantly listening, <laughs> that, that you need to go and tell it specifically to stop is kind of a little weird and creepy. I think the Echo has that too. Does it? Yeah. I, I literally know nothing about the Echo. Okay. But listening I for a specific it. command like, yeah. um, okay, Google, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, presumably, but it's got to be listening and analyzing your speech and all of well, that stuff. Well, good thing stuff. I don't really say, okay, Google, in my household conversation. Okay, Larry might be a different story, but mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, it'll probably be less of a problem for Google. So yeah, I'm looking at the Echo thing here, and there is a microphone off button. And the Echo, it's a problem, because if somebody just says Alexa, like in a TV show or something, it'll come on, which happens to me a lot. Uh, I don't know. Like the uh, the show The One Hundred, there are characters named Alexa. And it I literally don't know what that is. It's it's a teen show. A teen show. Teen this brings show. back memories of people's Xbox Ones accidentally getting turned on. Yep. yep. <laughs> Remember? Same yeah. deal. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. So, in general, I think the creepiness of cloud services is a little hard to avoid, and Google Search is so ubiquitous. Gmail is so ubiquitous that. At some point, Google will probably own your data. So in general, I think there is a creepiness about Google. But again, no one is. you can live without this device even if you can't live without Google Search or Gmail. Mm-hmm. So 
by buying this, you really are buying into the trade-offs of between usefulness and privacy. Mm-hmm. And you are a party to that. Although yeah. it seems like, I mean, I could see legitimate reasons to want a device like this. And you have the choice not to give up so much of your information or turn off always listening, like even beyond the mute button, like just completely disable that feature. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people who will want things like this. Maybe you just want a little speaker in your home that you'll occasionally ask the weather. Um, it's weird how like fundamental user rights are being tied to devices rather than just like giving you the control to, you know, let you can decide how a device works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to give this one to you, Dana. I think at the end of the day, it is super creepy, but that doesn't outweigh its usefulness, and Google is creepy without Google Home anyway. It's all creepy. It's all just creepy. Yeah. Um, this is why, you know, in a weird way, it's actually probably a good thing for humanity, though, that the internet <laughs> is such a creepy permanent record of everything you've done. Is it? Uh, it I feel like it probably <laughs> pressures people to be better humans in general. I would hope so. I mean, I almost feel like there's a reason our brains don't record memories, like, exactly. Because, yeah. like, I, at a fundamental level, like, as an evolutionary level, like, it's good to just forget bad things in your life. The internet will never let that happen. Nope. Yeah. You have to be, have to be much more careful <laughs> and hopefully a better person. Although, apparently, not everybody learns from that. Yes. Um, As we know, reality doesn't matter. Yeah, reality reality is clearly based on whatever your political perspective (laughs) is, not on facts. Facts, clearly debatable. Yes. We're getting off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Politics was last episode. Let's keep this to gadgets this week. Okay. Um, Let's move on to open source and uh, the PSVR. You reviewed this this week, uh, Devendra. You spent... I don't know, how much time with it did you have? At least like half a week, but a lot of time in VR and a lot of time writing and thinking about the state of VR, which is fun. Yeah. So let's start with uh, the big picture question. And, you know, this is a little bit reductive and Mm -hmm. we'll dig into it later. But should people go buy the PSVR? Just like Mm -hmm. straight yes or no? No. Okay. That's pretty much the fundamental like conclusion in my review. Like it is a good device and it's a better consumer device than either the Rift or the Vive uh, because it's more comfortable. Sony knows how to make consumer hardware. So instead of having like a, a strap that you're basically tying around your head with Velcro, which is ridiculous and kind of looks insane. The PlayStation VR has this like headband that's just cushioned on both sides. It has weights in the back and it's balanced so well so that even though it's a uh, heavier than the Rift or the Vive, it actually feels lighter just because the weight is distributed kind of perfectly in your head. Uh, There's no like weight resting on your nose or anything, which is the big problem with the Vive for me. Like that thing is so forward heavy. I can't wear it for too long. Yeah. So that's sort of interesting uh, Mm -hmm. because that's one of my issues with uh, the VR headsets I've had is that they are so heavy. Especially, um, I haven't used the Vive, but the Rift I found uncomfortable after Mm -hmm. about, I don't know, 15 minutes probably like it started to get a little bit much and you tested the older riff the final version is actually pretty light it's not that much heavier than the gear vr okay yeah but i mean to hear that the psvr is actually heavier but feels lighter because Mm -hmm. of the balance of it is super interesting and kind of crazy and kind of tells me that people probably should have put a little bit more engineering and design time into these other VR headsets. It's a, it's totally new territory. The way I'm actually thinking about it, this feels like the early web, right? And uh, the Rift and the Vive feel like, I don't know, Prodigy and uh, uh, <laughs> g- 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 give me Pipeline, like a really, really early ISP. 
And the PSVR I'm is like... I'm familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. That was one of my first ones. The PSVR is like AOL. It is like, okay, it's, it's not great, it, but it's a better experience and normal people can consume it and use it in their living rooms. And the other plus it has is better games. So, you know, they have a lot of developers kind of building titles. They have 30 launch titles, I think, um, going to be 50 by the end of the year. And really good stuff, too, like Arkham VR from Rocksteady. Like, they're the ones who made the Batman games recently. There's Res Infinite, um, some other puzzle games that I really like. Uh, it's just overall a better experience. And the thing about the Rift and the Vive, I just haven't felt the need to go back and do much in them after my reviews. Like, I've played some games, but there really hasn't been that much. They've been mostly, like, tech demos. Uh, the PSVR, even though the quality is lower and the field of view is lower, it actually, you know, it gives you more reasons to play. So, Dana, you edited this, I assume, mm-hmm. uh, as you edit all of our reviews, I believe. Yes. <laughs> I don't think there's any that... I think I might have edited one over the last couple of months. Um, it, that that would mean I'm on vacation, or yeah. um, and you did go on vacation fairly recently. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um, was there anything that kind of stood out to you in going through the review and uh, going through all of the, the the product shots and stuff that like made you, who are not a gamer, at least pique your interest a little bit in VR? I keep coming back to. Sony's success in having this much content at launch. I think mm-hmm. you said 30 games to start with um, a total of 50 promised by the end of the year. And um, oftentimes when there's a new kind of hardware and um, there needs to be content to go with it, it's a, it's a game of chicken and the egg. Um, not just with VR, but we saw this with 4K, mm-hmm. um, 3D TVs. Um, there's often a chicken and the egg, but somehow Sony seems to have won that game. I mean, they've been doing this for a while, yeah. and some of these games can be translated to normal PS4 games, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. And I guess, you know, without the Rift and the Vive, this couldn't have happened either. Like, these games will uh, will actually make, uh, I don't know, the the overall VR market a lot better because some of these games will eventually head to PCs so you'll play them on the other headsets too. So this is what the VR market needs. It needs like a cheaper consumer entry thing. Uh, it is cheaper than either of the competitors, but yeah. It's, it's interesting. I know that your your recommendation mm-hmm. is to not buy it right now, at least wait for yeah. price drops. Mm-hmm. IDC, the research firm, is predicting that um, among tethered VR headsets specifically, like the Vive and the Rift, mm-hmm. that the PlayStation VR is going to be the top seller, which yeah. is kind of crazy because it hasn't even got, come out yet. It, it doesn't sense. go on sale till next Price week. Price-wise, like, think yeah. about it. Like, the PSVR starts oh, it definitely at $400. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Starts at $400. The PS4 is $300. Um, that's a lot of money. Uh, you also need to pack in the camera and the two move controllers. So technically, the PSVR bundle most people will be buying is a $500 Because one. who owns the exactly. PlayStation Nobody. camera and the move controllers? It's kind of amazing to me that this old hardware could actually be translated to VR. They and must was, have like warehouses of this well, stuff. Well, and to your point in your review that this hard, the, some of these those ex- peripherals, like the mm-hmm. camera and the, the move controllers, were accused, they, people accused Sony of being derivative yeah. and sort of copying other mm-hmm. um, console makers' ideas, which maybe was true at the time, but it did work out. Um, and it just, the timing was perfect. So weird. Like yeah. the, the move controllers are from 2009, and, and it's the same crazy. controller being used now. So that's insane. Um, well, and, I mean, the, yeah. the, the basic premise of that sort of motion control, though, hasn't really changed mm-hmm. much. Re- right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're, we're still talking about light sensing and gyroscopes and accelerometers. And depth like, sensing, yeah. The basic technology hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. 
But now it's, you know, Sony isn't being accused of copying the Wii U and it's not being accused of copying the Kinect. It's, it's we're praising it for having had the foresight, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to have produced these ingredients is, that would come, luck in, is a wonderful thing, come in handy later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, do you think it was dumb luck or do you think it was mm-hmm. they were like, we need to do a VR thing and they went, you know what? We have all of these unsold move controllers yeah. and cameras. We should figure out a way to use I them mean, in it, conjunction so that we yeah. make some of our money back. The camera came out in 2013 alongside the PS4, and that's like a stereoscopic, like depth sensing camera, like the Kinect. And I never saw many developers support it, so I wonder if they had the idea for PSVR at that point. I I don't know yeah. what games support that. Uh, the camera, literally the only one I know of off the top of my head is Alien Isolation because yeah. I started playing it the other day and it had an option for like head tracking and I went, what is head tracking? That's, I think and you then can I lean. To, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, if you use the camera, you can peek around corners. Which the Kinect did first. So, I was like, yeah. that's weird and seems kind of not useful, but yeah, sure. That was the idea with the Kinect too and like no, I, it was rarely used. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean... What's what's the big standout for you though? Is mm-hmm. it the weight? Is it the games? Is it the motion controls? Because I know that's something. That- it's not really the motion controls. I mean, the motion controls are nice, and it's surprising that they have them out before Oculus even does. Like Oculus has showed off their motion controllers. They're actually on their second or third generation motion controllers, but they haven't released them to the public yet. We may be hearing about that later today at the Oculus Connect conference. Yeah. By the time this episode yes. goes up, that may have changed. But uh, it's still amazing that Sony got it out first. Uh, it's a combination of all those things. But at the same time, that's a lot of money. I wait a year, you know, and the price will be half and you'll have better experiences to deal yeah. with. Yeah. But so if IDC is right, a lot of people aren't going to be taking your Oh, advice. no. I mean, the yeah. bundles have sold out from what we know. Like Amazon's bundles for both the 400 and 500 have sold out for a long time. So people are buying it. Uh, people with a lot of disposable income. But yeah. we don't know how many they made. Yeah. So they exactly. could have sold out and they could have had 20 in stock. Yeah, for exactly. Like if, I if, mean, I'm sure it's not 20, but. If you're a hardcore gamer right now, um, you're probably better off investing in the PS4 Pro, which makes games look better, will support 4K TVs. And next year you can buy the PSVR and those VR experiences will look better on the Pro too. Yeah. And yeah. let's be honest, there's probably going to be a PS4 Pro and PSVR bundle where you'll be able oh, to get yeah. them both in one shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they built the PS Pro probably looking at the VR yeah. and at 4K. Although from what we're reading from suppliers, like they may not be able to build enough PS4 Pros to like survive the holidays. So Ooh. that may not that happen. That would be a real black eye for, for Sony. Yeah. Would it? Or would it actually help them from a PR perspective and be like, there's so much They're selling out. We're selling um, out. Yeah. It, it looks good. Mm-hmm. It's the I think thing. like gamers, they wait. They will wait and they'll like sit in their pre-orders for this. It looks good, but they need to do well this quarter. Yeah. Yep, oh, they do. That's very true. <laughs> um, all right, one last question, which mm-hmm. is, what is the best game you played on PSVR? Best game? Um, maybe, I mean, I did like being Batman. Just I, because I, <laughs> I love the idea of that. It makes you Batman. Who and thinks of that? that this is the, the, the idea for the game being you just look in the mirror well, and say, I'm all, Batman. Well, first of all, five-year-old me thinks of that, Dana. And <laughs> by, it is that like sort of, oh my God, you're at, in the early point of the game, you're like, oh, this is your uh, you know, Batarang. It's, it's at your waist. Uh, there's like a medical scanner on your left side there's your grappling hook on the right side and you look down and there's the bat belt like the utility belt and like you could just pick it up with the vr controllers and eventually you don't even need to look to access these things there's a point where you're looking at a mirror and like the batman model is just 
model as to where your head and arms are so you can make Batman just do stupid things. Uh, but I'm surprised at how well that stuff has worked. And you did literally just stare into yeah, the mirror and yeah. go, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. Yeah. But the game, the game <laughs> needs work. Like, I'm surprised there's no, like, combat in the game. It is all uh, Batman being a detective and doing the dirty work of being a detective and not, like, kicking butt. So, like, he's, like, going around yeah. uh, questioning witnesses. And, sort of. Scanning and crime samples. scenes. Yeah, exactly. Collecting crime scenes. It's, uh, it's the dorky Batman work. I mean... It's kind of fun, Batman. I'm just gonna it's say that's why that's Batman. why we like Batman. It's yeah. not just because he kicks. And Rocksteady ass. brought in their voice actors, so Mark Hamill back as Joker. I think yeah. this may be his last Joker, but yeah, it's uh, and it's good. Yeah, the the voice acting is very good. All right, I think that's a good place to uh, to call that and move on. And let's bring it back to Google for to group Google. chat because again, this is Google's week. Um, and let's talk about the big announcement at Google, which was the Pixel and the Pixel XL. Although, I do want to throw it out there, which is kind of weird. I don't know that they specifically mentioned the Pixel XL in the so. original announcement. It's they just, just all said, Pixel. Yeah. We have a Pixel phone, and then just didn't bother to talk <laughs> about it. Maybe the they just that knew were... that both phones yeah. were heavily leaked, and we already <laughs> Yeah, they were just anyway. like, you guys, they should have just like left the stage, like... You know, you, you know. know what's up. Just said, but, uh, fuck it, here's a phone. <laughs> what's interesting is that they're exactly the same, like hardware-wise, except for the screen yep. and battery. That's it. Like the camera, everything, there's no compromise here. Which is pretty good. So yeah. um, let's take one quick step back. Mm-hmm. And, and for those who may have missed it, and if you did, what were you doing this week, guys? Engadget.com. Yeah, there, there's this little site. You, you may have heard of it. Uh, it's called Engadget. You should read it once in a while. Good times. Um, so Google announced two new phones, the Pixel and the Pixel XL. They are built by HTC, but Google is very clear in making the point that these are not designed by HTC. This no. is not the same sort of relationship that they had with manufacturers in the Nexus program like mm-hmm. Motorola and LG, where those devices like and Huawei, the, you know, the, the 6P, carried a lot of the design DNA from Huawei and mm-hmm. the Moto 6 carried the Nexus 6 carried a lot of the design DNA from the Moto X. I mean it was basically a giant Moto X. Yeah. Um, this is designed by Google. HTC's name does not show up on the device at mm-hmm. all. And in a nerdy way it makes me wonder about the future of HTC cuz they're struggling as a company mm-hmm. and this yes, is the first are. time I've seen them like seen them just being outsourced a little to like do the handle and the manufacturing at some point. Uh, something like this could help HTC stay alive. That's interesting. But also, this, uh, these phones seem like Google designed them while staring really hard at photos of the iPhone <laughs> and HTC 10. It's like, mm, these corners look nice and uh, this general shape. It looks very familiar. It does look very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, why don't we start and we'll talk about that first and we'll move on to some other things that are, are, are probably bigger picture questions. But I, I did see a lot of flack on on Twitter, and even some of our own editors here were saying like it looks a lot like an iPhone, and that is, you know, undeniably yes. true. Except for that blue, that blue is fantastic. I kind of love it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I love bold colors. So yeah. I love bold colors. So mm-hmm. here's my issue with the blue. Before mm-hmm. we get back to the iPhone like <laughs> thing, the blue is gorgeous. Yeah. I loved the color, but it's just the backplate. 
it's if the you whole, could see a little bit. If the whole phone was blue, I'd be one hundred percent into You'd it. You'd buy a Smurf blue blue phone. Absolutely, that's just crazy talk. Phone. You got to have some some like the white color, the white face, <laughs> and then the blue black back. Mm. Just the way it comes together wasn't doing it for me. I, I wasn't a fan. Um, okay, so I just don't want a Smurf phone. <laughs> yeah, I just. Okay. I like all of my things yeah. to be I don't want a rose like. gold or jet black phone either, though. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of the rose gold. I, I, I'm with you on that. But I kind of like most of my my things to look like they've been uh, coded in ground-up fictional creatures. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can agree on the that red um, Daydream VR headset. That was hot. Yeah. That we can agree hot. on that. That thing was amazing. Yes, sure. Um, again, just... Go go visit Engadget and mm-hmm. look at it because we're not gonna. We you're listening to a podcast, you can't see it. Just trust us. The 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 uh, Daydream View headset in crimson mm-hmm. is hot. I want a couch made out of that. Actually matches your outfit right it now. Does, too, actually, so. It does actually. Yeah. It would match my tie and uh, pocket handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna keep calling it a <laughs> handkerchief. Um, okay, so but let's come back to the design right. of of the Pixel and the Pixel XL real quick because I hear what people are saying about this. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of confused about what people expect from the design of a phone at this point. Um, yeah, sure. Because that is, for the most part, um, a criticism that you can hurl at most phones yep. that we like the design. Even the iPhone 6. Yeah. Like, I think the iPhone 6 looks kind of boring and vanilla. Honestly, I think HTC got there first with the uh, the original HTC One, just mm-hmm. like a really smooth case, uh, very clean strip. lines. Yeah, and then they just kind of uh, honed that design down, and Apple clearly lifted that for the iPhone Six. Like yeah. they look so similar. So we've kind of reached this uh, perfection point. I don't know what else we could do. I mean, I mean, there are, there are yeah. outliers. There's things like the Galaxy S Seven sure. Edge, which is unique looking but i'd argue um pointless yeah um yeah i mean the moto z i think took things is different for the sake of being different yeah 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 that that is it is purely for the sake of being different as far as i can tell so in terms of like reliable i don't know design that's generally crowd pleasing this is it like we've gotten to boring Mm -hmm. rectangles so i can't blame them too much for this um so, I mean, the the bigger question, though, is ultimately what does Google have to gain from basically taking over uh, building the phones completely? I mean, they won't have their partners have their phones catching fire. Like, <laughs> they will – I think Google it, – it's funny because I remember when the Nexus program started, too, and Google was talking about, like, oh, yeah, we just want to guide these partners to creating some nice aspirational uh, Android hardware. And now it seems Google's seeing the point of, like, controlling everything. Because now Google has services it wants to control, too. It has Assistant. It has a whole bunch of other things it wants to tie people into. Um, so, yeah, it's just funny Google didn't do this when they had Motorola. Like, they own Motorola. And all we got was the Moto X, which sort of was customized, but wasn't nearly as, like, it didn't seem as refined as these. So these seem like the logical, like, evolution of the Moto X in a way, too. Dana? This sort of calls to mind Microsoft and the Surface Book mm-hmm. a little bit. At this point, um, Google doesn't really need to sell people on Android. It's not a new operating system. Yeah. It's not an underdog. Um, I mean, it is the most widely used smartphone OS in the right. world. Right. Mm-hmm. So what Google really needs is not to proliferate the OS even further, but convince people that Android phones aren't um, 
trash fires. Yeah, they're Catch not. Fires. They're, they're not all explosive. They're yeah. not all. There are some a lot of cheap Android. Not phones all out Android. There, so phones. They're not all crappy. That there okay. are some really. Um, high-end phones and you could say HTC and Samsung already proved that HTC's phones haven't been selling well so that doesn't do much for Google's reputation yeah um so yeah I mean really what Google needs to do now is not proliferate the OS but just convince people that a pro there can be a product like this that is every bit as premium mm -hmm. and carefully thought out as the iPhone so this is this is, this is mostly about them kind of curating the experience to the point where they can convince the person who just walks into a T-Mobile and buys whatever the newest phone is. Except only on but Verizon. It, it, it reminds me of micro, yeah. the dance that Microsoft does, where sometimes mm -hmm. Microsoft will go out of its way to promote devices from other companies that it thinks are great. Um, but I think part of the motivation behind the Surface line, including the Surface Book, was to sort of take matters into its own hands and keep prevent the the name of the OS from getting sullied by right. inferior hardware somewhere else. Even though they had their own hardware issues, so I yeah. guess yeah, yes, they did. backfired. But yeah. yeah, the Surface originally not so great, but I think it helped to push the proliferation of convertible laptops that we're seeing so much now. So I mean, is this a, a turning point for Google then? Is this them now shifting their focus from building the software that's going to power everything that people use to now them wanting to be a serious player in the consumer hardware market? I don't, yeah, I don't know how serious they're going to be because they're not actually building it either. And I think that's a good thing because the, uh, I don't know, the hardware Google has built, although I don't know if some of the well, other things like were from other people, yeah. Well, let's be clear. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not building it yes. because HTC is manufacturing it, but almost all of the companies that make phones, they don't build yes. their phones. Apple yeah. doesn't build their phones. Mm -hmm. um, and while I don't know this for sure, I'm pretty confident that Google doesn't build most of the hardware they make. I'm pretty that sure they don't sense. manufacture yeah. the Chromecast. I'm worried about Google-designed hardware, I yeah. guess, just because the Chromecast was the only, has been the only thing that's been truly successful because we've seen so much that's just failed or like has been announced and like never even released, uh, like the stupid soccer ball thing. The so. Nexus Q? Yeah, that was a thing. That was um, a thing, sort of. But everything we're seeing around this looks good. The hardware mm -hmm. looks good. I'm surprised the camera has already been well-reviewed, even though that looks like a really small sensor compared to what we're seeing on the iPhone. It's what, 12.3 megapixels? It's 12.3 megapixels, and the lens is just tiny. It's almost, it's so tiny. Uh, but apparently it takes great pictures according to uh, some third party. What's the reviewer. megapixel count on the iPhone 7? That's what we're up to, right? 16. Do you know? A little higher than 12, but. Yeah. A, little, a little higher than 12, thank I you. I mean, at that point, <laughs> I don't really consider 12 megapixels like a low resolution. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, a, a long time ago, we entered the realm of diminishing returns in terms mm -hmm. of megapixels. Um, now it's more about, you know, pixel and sensor size than anything else. Sensor size. And iPhones at 12 megapixels, okay. too. So but sensor size matters more. I think yeah. we're all excited to test out the camera, especially yeah. because Google's really not been known for its photography. Yes. Until yeah. Yeah. That is that has always been a weak point in the Nexus mm -hmm. uh, devices mm -hmm. for the most part, and uh, something Samsung actually got right. And yes. I think for a while the S7 were better cameras than what the iPhones had until the iPhone 7. So that's I, I've been so bored with phones lately. I didn't want to upgrade to the iPhone 7 because I like my headphone jack, and uh, I, I like how Google included a little dig in their ad for this. Yeah, uh, that has a headphone jack and pretty great. I love the pause and cough. Um, yeah, in there. Uh, so I'll probably end up getting one of these, although I don't want to move to Verizon for it. So, 
Um, I am already on Verizon, so mm-hmm. uh, I will. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. And you need a new phone. I do need a new phone. I've been carrying around a uh, <laughs> Moto X review unit for the last six months or so. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I already pre-ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I considered momentarily canceling my pre-order, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I don't know if our uh, what our corporate overlords are doing to the. Pixel. This is true. So this is so this is one of the outstanding questions that hasn't been addressed, which is: Has Google managed to negotiate an Apple-like deal with Verizon, where when updates are available, they go to the Pixel phones? End of story. Right. No fighting. Or are they stuck with another Galaxy Nexus type mm-hmm. situation, where Verizon is going to hold up the updates for their uh, phone for months on end for no good reason? I say this every podcast when Verizon comes up, but. No one tells us anything. No. <laughs> we don't I, know. We have reached out to the company we work for for answers regarding this and have received nothing in return. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder... I liter- we could literally walk upstairs to the people in charge of this, probably. <laughs> That's true. Or the ugly Verizon building in New York. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about Google's negotiation skills. I'm surprised this thing is only available on one carrier. Like, that was key to the iPhone's success. And I'm like, if they really want this thing to succeed, they should have done that. Yeah, we were surprised about that with the Moto Z as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carrier exclusives don't succeed. That's why the Samsung line has taken off, too. Yeah. I mean, they they are selling an unlocked version Mm -hmm. of it that will work with every uh, American carrier. For the nerds, yeah. Um, But yeah, the fact that you, at least for the time being, you can only buy it through Verizon if you're going to go through your carrier is sort of an odd thing and probably a little bit problematic. Um, I doubt that exclusive is going to last for very long, I hope though. So. Yeah, um, I hope not. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to buy the unlocked version. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I just will, just to have it. This is this is why I was considering canceling my pre-order, is I purchased it through Verizon, mm-hmm. and now I'm wondering if that was a poor choice and I should go back <laughs> and buy the unlocked model. Hmm. But you know, it's hard. I think we should do a special edition podcast one time just about all of our, all of your, I don't do this, all of your <laughs> impulsive gadget purchases. Oh, yeah. Um, you you guys, Velasco, have, has a bunch under his belt. Velasco, Not me Velasco's so much. He's a strange creature. So <laughs> I honestly don't ma- make that many impulsive gadget purchases. And if I do, they tend to be like, mm-hmm. uh, me dipping my toes in the water on something and like purchasing used stuff on eBay. So like I went and bought like a new MIDI keyboard with oh, like wow. MPC pads built in because it's like I don't have MPC. I've never had an MPC. That I sounds want, geeky. I want a drum me- drum machine. Mm-hmm. And so I went and dropped like a hundred bucks on eBay as opposed to like going out and buying a brand new one. Are you going to make us a new theme song, Terrence? Maybe I will. All right. I I, I've spent that. the last two weeks trying to figure out how the damn thing <laughs> works. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good segment though. Uh, I think when I do it, it's more like, oh, this is a good deal. This is something I've been looking at for like a year. And then I bought the Dell ultra wide, like 34 inch PC <laughs> monitor uh, a couple weeks ago. And my life has never been the same. It's so good. See, I think, I think, um, we are getting off topic. Yeah. For, for me, uh, impulse gadget purchases need yes. to be in that sub hundred dollar range. No, no, no. So like I've impulse purchased, we, I, we said this last week, multiple Chromecasts and ended up with more Chromecasts than I had TVs at some point. Oh, man. Well, we'll see if the Pixel phones will be impulse purchases. Um, they almost are for me. Like, I'm tempted. It yeah. wasn't an impulse purchase because I was specifically waiting for it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for whatever the new Nexus yeah. is. And then it became that it's not a Nexus. It's a Pixel. Yeah. I was ready for an upgrade. It's just like, it's time for a new phone. Only downside is no waterproofing, no, like, water resistance. And that's yeah. that's a shame, especially right now. And 
and uh, I kind of want to buy one for me and my wife. And my wife left like her Nexus 5X out in the rain one day. So she doesn't like, she doesn't take good care of her phones. <laughs> I'm not gonna badmouth my wife. She normally does. It was just left out. Just in case bed. she's listening. Yeah. You're, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, water, some sort of water resistance would have been nice. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, when I, they, they didn't make any mention of it during the presentation, which probably should have been uh, thrown up alarms. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did see confirmation on Twitter later that it is not water resistant. And mm-hmm. that is very surprising and potentially problematic. I also don't know if HTC has brought waterproofing to its uh, premium phones yet. So that's the other thing. Maybe they just can't do that well. I don't know about mm-hmm. that, if I'm honest. I'm trying to look it up. Um, I'm not seeing much of a, yeah, not seeing much of a reference to that. Um, so we're, we're, we're almost out of time, and we, we, we kind of got distracted, I think, from the bigger <laughs> points at some point. Uh, repeating myself now. Uh, but, Dana, I did kind of want to get your take mm-hmm. uh, on Google's history with hardware um, and whether or not you're kind of concerned about the pixel in general as a product um what do you mean so i mean we 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 were discussing it before and then we kind of got distracted which is that you know google does have this very checkered past with uh hardware that it makes itself or designs itself you know the chromecast is the obvious exception to where where they've succeeded and really it's cheap knock the ball out of the park but that's because it's a cheap piece of plastic that costs $35 and you hang it from the back of your TV and you don't worry about and it. And it relies on what Google does best, which is si- like systems and hardware, or, uh, the way their streaming service. Like yeah. That's what Google As does. opposed to something like the Pixel C yeah. and uh, as much as we love them, arguably the Pixel Books, which are these kind of failures for the most part is to, in terms of consumer products. Mm-hmm. And let's not even go near the Nexus Q, which Right, well, launched. I think at that end of the spectrum, um, Google's biggest failures have been its most experimental products. This is not an experimental product. It's a phone. It's a mobile device. Google has been involved in some form in making mobile devices for a long time, obviously often with the help of partners, but it released its first tablets years ago. So it's it's no stranger to mobile devices that run Android. So I don't think Google was going into this quite as blind or blind at all. Mm. And I think Google... Um, is playing to win here and win if not in sales because honestly I don't think this will be a big source of revenue anyway just given how much money Google makes from search and all its other stuff this but um, win in terms of getting good reviews and getting the respect it wants and mm-hmm. being able to say hey this is a really great showcase for Android because I think that's really what it's about mm-hmm. I um, mean well let's not forget Nest either and I feel like that whole thing Dropcam has been a disaster under Google. Yeah, and I don't know how much that's related to their other hardware initiatives, but none of this gives me hope. You know. So what do you? I don't want to get on mm-hmm. get off on too much of a tangent here, but what do you think uh, the chances are that at some point Nest and Dropcam and all that stuff is just going to get folded into the same division that's doing the Google Home stuff? I mean, and it honestly, it even kind of seems yeah. like what they did with. Uh, what Google did with Motorola was buy it, take the pieces they wanted that they really wanted. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't really interested in the core phone business. They wanted that like experimental designy, the people who were going to be building the next generation of phones, not the current one, mm-hmm. pulled them out and then sent Motorola packing when here, Lenovo, you take this shell of a company that nobody wants. Right. Um, what's the chance that they're going to end up doing that basically with Nest and Dropcam, even if they don't sp- 
sell off the names that they just kind of go, well, you're you're not brands anymore. Now you're just part of Google yeah. or whatever. I mean, it, that would make sense. Like, Ness has been a disaster. Uh, they've taken so long to, like, release follow-up cameras. They only just now announced a, uh, an outdoor camera. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with their smoke alarm. Uh, but, yeah, all this stuff will have to connect together in some way. So I, I don't think Ness as a separate division will last for too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is potentially the, the, the beginning of Google as a serious hardware maker. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. At least I have already ordered my Pixel XL. Um, it's funny you brought up tablets, though, Dana, because I see a lot of people complaining, like, where, where are the next Nexus tablets or a good Google tablet? I think they're trying to push the Pixel C as one. That is, it's, a, it's a powerful tablet, but it's heavy, and it's not great as a standalone tablet. Yeah. And the, the keyboard is a disaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean... If I'm honest, I kind of just think tablets are, as a mm-hmm. category of device are on the decline. Oh, yeah. And Google just doesn't see much need in, to invest in that in yeah. a serious way. So Samsung is, I think, the, one of the few Android makers still releasing new tablets. And uh, their things are the be- like the best right yeah, now. Yeah, I think LG, I think, does two still, but I could be wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, ever since the Nexus 7, as far as I'm concerned, there hasn't been a solid Google tablet uh, or an Android tablet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing less and less people with tablets in general. The iPad sales have started to at least, uh, you know, sort of plateau, if not drop, mm-hmm. over the last couple of, over the last year or so. So, I mean, they're probably just like, we, it's not worth investing our time in that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, Which is kind of heartening. I've always liked computers or notebooks versus or even convertibles versus like standalone laptops trying to replace personal computers yeah uh davindra any last thoughts before we sign off uh i i want to look at that blue phone i want (laughs) to lick it it's so blue dana i'm sorry i insulted your handkerchief (laughs) but you're not sorry you insulted my face oh i guess you should just reach (laughs) over and blow your nose in it and then it becomes a handkerchief so there you go uh where can the fine people find you on the internet, Dana? I am on Twitter at Dana Wallman, my full name with no space. Be nice. Okay. <laughs> Devendra, your turn to plug your other show? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at Devendra, and I review movies and TV shows at SlashFilm.com. Uh, I am uh, at Terrence O'Brien, lots of E's, no A's. Uh, as I've <laughs> warned previously, if you're coming to me expecting tweets about technology, you'll be sorely disappointed. It's mostly about me crying over the Mets and politics. How about those Mets, Terrence? Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna unleash a torrent of rage on our San Francisco coworkers later, just to like just to vent. It's uh-huh. nothing personal, guys. I don't actually hate you. I'm just a little bitter, is all. I don't know sports, but I did see the Mets news this morning. I, was like, <laughs> I can finally say, how about those Mets? And you knew that I was going to be in a bad yes, mood because yes. of it. <laughs> Um, as always, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe in iTunes or whatever your podcast app of choice is. Rate us on there um, and hit us up on Twitter at Engadget or send us emails at podcast at Engadget.com. Send us your questions, comments, complaints. We want to make this show good for you. And if you don't send us feedback, we can't cater it to what you want. Uh, but before we go, I want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from Tenarius. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. OMG. It's about time. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Finally. Oh my God. It's about time. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. OMG. It's about time. <laughs> yes. <laughs>